Yes. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Pursuit of Balance. Um, today, we're going to go over one of the suggestions that I got from a client, Lake. Uh, so, shout out to you, one of my uh, favorite all time listeners of Functional Lifestyles and Pursuit of Balance and everything else that Functional Lifestyles has. <laughs> so, a question she brought up was um, dealing with a mental roadblock from injury slash sickness and something that she's been dealing with for a long time and the kind of mindset approach towards it. I hope I read this email correctly, so you can correct me later if I'm doing this wrong. Um, but really like kind of how to deal with it. And I think it's a little bit more of like a mindset approach towards injuries. So what did I wanted to call today was like anxiety around injuries. Um, and this is actually something I really resonate with because I deal with this a lot with my back. Um, I had a back injury for those that know me probably 11 years ago now. 10 years ago, 12 years ago, whatever it was, somewhere in there, when I was like 20 years old, something. And uh, I still, to this day at 31 years old, on and off will deal with my back. Um, and so I totally, totally resonate with like the feeling of like having anxiety and fear and the limitations that, you know, obviously injuries that can provide not just physically, but both mentally. And something that I've said for a very, very long time, and I noticed this, especially when I worked in physical therapy for a little bit, was like, there is a physical recovery side to injuries, and to be honest with you, that actually is quicker if you're doing the work and you're doing the right thing. Um, the mental rehab side of it, the part that takes forever. Um, so I kind of broke this up, and you know, I have like nine little subsections that I want to go over in my notes today. And think about this kind of being in two parts. One part is more of like the mindset and the approach to it, which is, you know, as always, I like to break it into kind of the six dimensions of things that we can kind of work on with when we think about functional lifestyles between mindset community environment, stress, sleep, nutrition, movement, exercise, all that good stuff. Um, so the first part I want to kind of start with is just kind of like the mindset overall towards injuries, right? So I don't really have any particular order. So I don't want you guys to think about these kind of being re read in the order of importance when I'm going through all this. But first one I wrote down is got to do the work, right? Don't complain about the results you don't have from the work you didn't do. Um, and I say this not to be brash or rude to anybody, but at the end of the day, we have to remember there is a lot of work in everything in life to obviously provide the progress, the result that we're looking for. Um, and especially when it comes to injuries, I know a lot of people personally just from working in the industry for 14 years in health and fitness in this space, um, that really aren't doing as much as they should be doing. And that's kind of like step one. That was like the first thing that came to my mind. It's like, you got to remember, there's a lot of work that goes into rehabbing yourself and prehabbing and bulletproofing yourself from future injuries. And, um, and then just really, you know, to like his point on this one is just really the understanding that like the mindset that you have to carry with you in the process of rehab and for the future or forever on. So number one is understanding that there is a lot of work and I'm going to go over what that entails today and what the details of the work are going to be in that structure. Um, but I always just kind of like to open up with that is just like, remember that a lot of times we tend to complain about things that we're really not truly doing enough of ourselves. Um, and I am a big victim of this myself. I deal with this a lot with my back. Um, I'm gonna bring my back into the storytelling a little bit today, um, or probably a lot today, just because it's much easier to speak from personal experience. Um, there's a lot of times where my back kind of starts to go south a little bit. And I know, I, I know because I've become so intuitive of just dealing with this for over a decade, what can be causing that 90 plus percent of the time. Um, and it's very easy for me to just be like, ah, oh, fuck my back, my back injured me. You know, and it's like, it's, it's very like self-defeating. Uh, and just remembering that I got to humble myself and be like, okay, well, you're not doing the work that you need to be doing. And this is probably why your back's not loving you. Okay. So that's number one. 
Number two is always focus on what you can do. I had a podcast probably a year ago now talking about how to deal with injuries. So there's probably a lot of parallels to this conversation today, but really focus on what you can do because there is so much in the movement realm that we can still be doing that doesn't really have to do with that specific injury, right? Um, and one of the protocols that I'll talk about when we get into it today will make a little bit more sense of what I'm talking about here. But like, always remember, even though for me, my back hurts, yeah, maybe I can't really deadlift this week because I'm kind of my back is a little bit more sensitive, or maybe I should be pulling from the floor. Um, maybe I can deadlift, but I have to do kettlebells instead of barbells. Maybe I can do squats vertically with like a front squat, but I can't do a back squat. Like we always have to remember that like even in the same patterns of motion or whatever we're trying to do with this injury, there's still a lot we can do. And most of the time, the best progression is a regression, right? Doing something that really allows you to build that confidence, doing that thing that really allows you to do it without pain. Um, those are the first step to the stepping stones that you need to take to rehabbing yourself, to regaining the confidence and the physical ability to go back and do these things, right? So always focus on the thing you can do um, and focus like, you know, the good old uh, stoicism quote, focus on the things that you can control. Um, and that's just a good thing to take with you for all things in life, not just injuries, right? Uh, the third point that I have is don't be upset about your anxiety because it is normal to feel this way. And um, I don't really want to make a blanket statement saying it's okay to have anxiety. I think anxiety and depression and a lot of these mental stresses that most people deal with, even though they're on the rise, I wouldn't say they're necessarily normal to have all the time, but they are definitely, it's a normal feeling, right? So having anxiety around an injury or having anxiety around anything that maybe is a quote unquote failure or setback, whatever you want to look, that's normal, right? So I don't think it's, I think it's important to understand that you shouldn't beat yourself up on a feeling that is normal, right? Um, where I think we get in trouble with these feelings is if we just kind of just marinate in it, right? We just let this kind of feeling just saturate us overall and you don't do anything to kind of fix it or move forward. Um, something I say a lot is like one of the easiest ways to fight stress is just taking action, right? Like if you take action in any area, if like if you're stressed about money, well then do more work or, you know, if you're stressed about weight loss and go exercise more, or eat more, but better, what, like whatever it is, right? Like taking actionable steps is obviously the thing that tends to cure stress better than anything that I know. Um, but to really just compound on the feeling a little bit more and just really understand that like anxiety will be normal and fear towards that thing will be normal. You know, I blew up my back in competition with my lower back doing deadlifts. So I'm still to this day a little anxious about deadlifts, doing them really, really heavy or doing them without proper warm up or doing them without really feeling 100%. Um, and my ego's gotten in the way a lot of times. I couldn't even count, honestly. And the amount of times that I've had a little setback being like, yeah, I knew I shouldn't have done that, right? And just not really like listening to my gut in a lot of those situations but so just understand that that feeling is normal and even though it's not something i want you to have forever understand that in the process of fixing it for sure and even the process of bulletproofing past the injury um it's something that you kind of will always have there but as long as we're always continually working towards this thing and we're working towards getting better and we are seeing progress naturally that anxiety will start to lessen right over time so that's one um, fourth, what I have here is patience is your friend. And I can't tell you this enough when it comes to injuries, when it comes to weight loss, when it comes to getting strong, when it comes to pretty much all things health and most things in life, it's a lot longer than you think it's going to take, right? Um, I noticed this with business. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a millionaire in three years into my business, or I'm going to be jacked within four years of working out. 
you know, it, like all this stuff takes a lot of time until you really go through the process yourself and understand that like, holy shit, this was a lot longer than I thought it was going to take. Um, you will start to become, you will, you will build a very unhealthy relationship with yourself and the process, right? The process, I will tell you from experience with myself and clients is something that takes a long time. Um, sometimes the rehab of the physical side, like I said, could be pretty quick, but even then there's a mental rehab side to it. Um, so just remember that patience is your friend. As long as you're doing the work and you're really focused on the process and not the end result, um, you will always have a really, really healthy attachment and a good mindset towards what you're doing. Um, but just remember, like a lot of things will take months and years, depends on the severity of the injury. And it depends on the amount of work that you're putting into actually fixing it, right? If you're doing, it's like someone that's saying like, well, I've been working out twice a week for five years and I haven't really hit my goal. And I'm like, you probably should work out like three or four times a week and see what that does, right? That's got a hundred percent, you know, it's got a two extra output. So it's like a lot of times it's just, we're not doing enough. And a lot of these things that I've just stated kind of like are in relationship with making sure that you're always taking action towards these things. Um, but it's really important to understand that like, yeah, patience is your friend, the anxiety that you have and that feeling that you're sitting with right now is normal. Um, uh, but as long as you're doing things to, you know, improve your education, to learn more about your body, building intuition with yourself, um, making sure you're working with professionals and other people or finding stuff online. But if you're taking these actionable steps, um, sometimes it feels like you go backwards before you go forward. You know, you take like two steps forward, three steps back. You know, two steps forward, two steps back, you know, and, and that that's kind of normal in a rehab process, um, not just for injuries. Once again, for most things in life, like a lot of times fixing our things that we need to correct and our mistakes or setbacks or whatever. Um, the process is very self-defeating, right? But you need to focus on the process, right? Because if you stay focused on the process and the work and you learn to love the work, um, you won't really have a lot of anxiety around the result you don't have or you know, those things. But granted, when it's injuries, the difference is like sometimes we're living with pain. Um, if you're living with pain, it should be urgent enough, right? Like pain, I think, is one of the best teachers life can, can provide us because it's immediate feedback. Your body going, something's not right. You know, so if you're sitting in a place where you're actually in pain, you have to remember that's your body literally talking to you saying, what we're doing is not working, right? So those are kind of some of the mindset and approaches that I want people to take when they're kind of having anxiety with injuries or dealing with injuries and things that you just need to understand like principle wise, right? So now I want to kind of get into like some of the work, like what are the things that we do need to really do to ourselves to actually provide us the rehab and the result that we're looking for from this injury? Um, just to start at the top of the food chain with dimension number six or number one, I always forget how I order this is movement and exercise very parallel to each other, but movement will be more important than exercise will. Um, exercise, I think, is something that is obviously essential to do all the time, every week, no matter who you are. Um, but sometimes in life, I think it's more important to really just be like, hey, maybe instead of exercising four or five days a week, maybe I exercise two, three days a week and I, I just do more movement. I do more hiking. I do more walking. I do more low-level biking. Um, I do things that are more parasympathetic in the cells, meaning that they actually de-stress the body. Um, you know, the thing like yesterday's workout, if I'm doing heavy overhead presses and then I'm going into an eight minute AMRAP with wall balls and alternating VFs like it's a stress to the body it's a lot of load it's a lot of intensity um and obviously I once again it's essential to do but if I'm in a place where I'm injured I tend to lower the frequency of exercise and up the frequency of movement 
um, when I'm feeling really, really good and healthy, it obviously tends to go in reverse sometimes, right? And remember that, like, even though they can be very similar, like, I'm not saying that going on a hike is not exercise or going on a walk is not exercise. I just put it more in a class of being parasympathetic and more movement-based than it is, like, exercise-focused, right? Because I think exercise as we stated, is something that is very stressful to the body. And if you're only doing exercise, and you're not doing enough movement, your body will obviously remind you that like, it needs some recovery time, right? So that's number one. Number two, second dimension is looking at nutrition, right? At the end of the day, you have to pay attention to nutrition. And I'll give you guys a prime example. We did our member outing last week. And um, I think my diet consisted of uh, steak, chicken and a salad. And then I probably had the rest of the night just tequila shots. And uh, I didn't feel the greatest on Sunday, obviously, but whatever. I enjoyed my time with the members and friends and family and all that good stuff. And I woke up, my back was tighter than it's ever been. And uh, that could be a prime example of not being hydrated, right? So when you think about nutrition, it's not just the food, it's the, it's the water, it's the nourishment, it's the nourishment. Um, like the, the nourishment behind what we give our body is gonna be really, really essential on how your body feels. Um, a lot of people tend to only just treat nutrition as this thing that's gonna provide me weight loss or provide me energy, which at a very basic level, obviously it can and will. Um, but we also have to look at it as like, is it providing you the, the nutrient density that your body needs? Is it providing you the hydration? Is it providing you the nourishment? So always paying attention to how food makes you feel um, is a very, very important step, right? If you're someone that's having a lot of processed sugar in your diet and you feel like you're a little bit more achy in the joints, like, yeah, you could be at some level like just inflamed from your diet, right? Um, if you're someone that's not getting enough proper hydration, not just water, but electrolytes, right? Um, if you're someone that's drinking more than they should or having more caffeine than they should, like your, your body will remind you of all these things. Um, and sometimes it's not necessarily in the form of pain. Um, it could be like my gut's not right, my digestion's not right, my joints feel like this or you know, um, whatever it is, right? Like just pay attention to how food makes you feel because food at a very subjective level is something that we should be tracking on how it makes you feel. If food doesn't make you feel good. It's not going to show up in a lot of areas, right? And if, just to give you guys kind of a prime example, we see this a lot with athletes, right? A lot of athletes will have a, a championship round, go out with their buddies and teammates, drink more than they should or eat more than they should or stay out more than they should. Um, the next day at practice, pull a hamstring. You know, the body doesn't have the proper nourishment and the tissue itself needs that, right? Um, and just remember, fascia is very, very responsive to hydration, right? If it's not properly hydrated, meaning the tissues, um, it becomes very, very stiff, right? Um, and that matrix of how all the tissue move almost feels like it's glued together, which ideally is just going to set you up for injury, right? Like, and that's not the thing we want to do. So nutrition and hydration, big things there. Um, stress management practices. Remember this. Well, there's two different states that your body can be in, sympathetic or parasympathetic. Sympathetic is the fight or flight response, which is literally getting your body primed for a stress or an activity or an exercise or whatever it might be. Rest and digest is the parasympathetic, which is where all the recovery happens, right? Which is literally in the word rest and digest. So if your body is trying to recover from anything, a workout, an injury, so whatever it might be, you need to remember if you're not in the parasympathetic state enough and you're not balancing this yin and yang that your body really needs to really function at a high output, you are naturally gonna run into something that will become a problem for you. So having some type of stress management practices in place is really, really essential for this. Um, and I noticed this with my body a lot, you know, and I, over the years I've become really, really intuitive with like the small details and like what makes my back or my body kind of hurt more than others. 
Um, and I notice for sure that like how my gut is, how my, you know, my skin is, how my joints feel. And it's just like, you know, stress is a big foundational item to pay attention to. So it doesn't matter if it's walking more time in nature, more time with hobbies, more times with friends or family, balancing things out with yourself mentally with by meditating or journaling. I don't care. There's a million practices, but like find something that puts you in a better state of mind because when you're in a good state, it's much easier to get into this rest and digest. Um, and obviously just pay attention to some of those more recovery protocols, which I'll get to in a second. Um, sleep sounds stupid essential. It sounds easy, but so many people are not getting good quality or quantity sleep. Um, and it's very, very easy to understand that where your body does most recovery, if you're not getting enough of it, your body's not recovering. Um, so if you're someone that's sleeping four or five hours a night and then waking up stiffer than you should be, um, I would probably say just sleep another three hours, right? And like focus on the sleep practices, right? Like cutting out blue night, a blue light at night, not eating really late at night, not drinking late at night, um, having something that just kind of winds you down at the end of the night, right? Getting yourself into a better state of sleep, getting sunshine throughout the day and first thing in the morning, focusing on things that align your circadian rhythm. These are all things that are going to benefit how you sleep. And by benefiting how you sleep, you benefit how you recover. And by the way, benefiting you recover, you're going to feel better with your injuries, right? Um, and then the last thing that I want to talk about is just kind of other recovery protocols, right? Like I've gotten into some of the other things of like, you know, sauna and cold plunge and red light. And maybe these can be a little bit more high level for some people, but you know, for some people doing a cold shower or getting out in the heat or getting more temperature adapted, these are all things that get the body to function at a better level. Um, then doing things like soft tissue more often, right? Like I have a foam roller that sits right in front of my office door. And I like to foam roll a little bit in the morning, foam roll at night sometimes. And I'm not religious about this. You know, I'm not perfect either. But doing things to move the body more, right? Like doing more stretching at the end of the night. Stretching is a great way to get your body to kind of wind down and get into this parasympathetic state. Um, and if you have an injury, you have to remember you're probably stiff somewhere around that area. Um, anytime that you look at an injury, when we think about the recovery protocol, think about it very global and specific, right? So here's what I mean. If my back hurts, that's a specific area of pain. Globally, that might be because maybe my hips are tight or my thoracic spine is tight or because I sit down all day. Um, I have poor posture. I have poor breathing mechanics. Like think about the whole system more globally too. Um, I always like to work on the neighboring areas, right? So for my back, I spend more time on my hips and my T-spine from a mobility perspective. And my back, I focus a little bit more on building stability and strength and proper breathing mechanics. And when I do those things more religiously, I do not deal with my back at all. And I can do pretty much anything that a normal 16 year old can do. I can go snowboard, I can go surf, I can go mountain bike, I can go work out, I can go play golf. And when I don't do all the things that I've been talking about today, my back reminds me very, very fast that you're not ready for this because you've been skipping all these steps, right? So pay attention to things that do recovery, which could be more stretching, could be more soft tissue, could be any of the things I've stated earlier today, right? So I hope this helps. Like, I thank you for the topic. And as always, for anybody that needs to hear more of this information, share this with somebody. This is how we actually get the word out to help educate and empower more people to be better off and healthier, happier versions of themselves. Um, and also another thing, it helps me talk about more things when you guys give me topics. So hit us up on Instagram, hit me up on email, shoot me a text, whatever. Um, other than that, have a great week and I'll talk to you guys next week.